This is the StoryCast. I'm Russell Silva. Just to recap, thanks for joining us for season three of the StoryCast, where in each show we tell extraordinary tales of a person, place, or thing, and follow along this whole season as we weave together those stories to unlock the secret of this season's theme. Chapter 2. Anytown, USA. There's always more to evil and fright than things that go bump in the night. Pure evil is inaction in times that yearn for someone, anyone, to take a stand, to do what's right. When I say inertia, what comes to mind? A freight train chugging along? Your car breaking suddenly to a stop? That feeling in your gut when the elevator lurches to its landing point? Remember two things. Inertia is not the movement itself. Rather, inertia is an object's desire to stay the course. Inertia is the very resistance to change. Remember that. And second, a stopped clock, no matter what the time or why it's not working, always tells the right time twice a day. Remember that too. That's important here. And you'll see why. You'll see because you were there in that place. You were there that day in any town USA or you may just as well have been because the places that these stories take place in might as well be your town in your era. These stories that took place in Tulsa, Oklahoma and Clear Lake, California and Salem Village are really just one story. Your story because you were there. And if it wasn't you, it was some other human just like you. Standing there, breathing there, watching there. Whether taking part, taking action, or otherwise. You were there in Tulsa on June 21st, 1921, when all able-bodied white citizens were deputized on the front steps of the police headquarters and ordered to ambush the African-American population residing and working in downtown. After a black man was accused of raping a white girl, hundreds of men and even boys were haphazardly sworn in that morning by local police and armed with guns and ammunition from the city armory and pawn shops, sporting goods stores. You heard it when a police officer pinned a makeshift badge on white bricklayer Laurel G. Buck and told him to, quote, get a gun and get a nigger. You were there, in downtown that day, in the thriving Tulsa Business District, dubbed Black Wall Street, when whites gunned down any black person in sight. Maybe you took cover when private pilots flew their prop planes and crop dusters over downtown and dropped dynamite charges below, destroying homes and businesses and office buildings, displacing over 8,000 residents in the end. You were there for the bloodshed and watched as between 250 and 300 Americans who happened to have dark skin were shot and killed in the streets and piled into mass graves and buried. And you'd learn in the days and weeks to come that no one would be convicted of a single crime. Maybe that bugged you. Maybe you knew some of these people, those good Americans murdered, ambushed in the street. Good Americans who just didn't look like you. And don't you remember that horrible night on May 15, 1850, near Clearwater Lake in California, 
you were there too. When between 200 and 400 Native American Pomo women and children hiding for their lives on an island were brutally massacred by United States Cavalry Lieutenant Nathaniel Lyon, the tribe he had assembled a local militia to seek out and punish after a few Pomo men had murdered two cattle runners, two despicable humans who had enslaved the entire Pomo tribe, beat and whipped parents into submission until they would submit their young daughters for sexual pleasure and indentured its people into slave labor for exchange of four cups of wheat per day and killing any who tried to escape. Maybe you were there when Lyons killed 75 more Native Americans on his trek out of town and was reassigned to a fort in Kansas and then made Brigadier General of the Union Troops in Missouri under Lincoln's North, fighting bravely in the Civil War. And maybe when you read his name in the paper back at home, you remembered what he did to those people that night. People who, again, just happened to live a little different than you. But time pushed on, or backward, or forward. Because perhaps you were there in Salem in 1692 and 3, when over 200 American citizens, mostly women, but some men and children, were accused, tried, and convicted of practicing the devil's magic, witchcraft, for such heinous crimes such as the stealing of linens, avoiding church services, and being a disagreeable woman, having strange fits, or even having strange back and neck pains. One child declared to be a witch clearly had a well-documented case of epilepsy. Courts were formed and magistrates authorized. Local community members essentially brought the popcorn and cast the first stone. Evidence was logged by clergy and rigged trials were implemented. That year alone, 20 were executed, mostly by hanging. Five more died in prison, including two children. And it wasn't just Salem. Witches were suddenly discovered across Danvers and Ipswich and Andover and other fine principalities across the New England colonies. But you remember, you were there in the courtroom when 17-year-old William Proctor was forced to enter a guilty plea, but only after enduring a pianoforte at Dore a practice of torture where the subject is pressed beneath an increasingly heavy load of stones, at which point he was fatally killed. The evidence against him? The bewitching of two other teen girls who developed afflictions such as religious deviation, speaking untruths, and being a girl with a vivid and powerful imagination. Again, good Americans who acted a little different than you. Tick-tock. The hands of time wait for no one. It's up to us to be the change. So maybe you were there in any town USA. Or maybe you wish you weren't or glad you were not. I wouldn't blame you. Maybe you took a stand. Maybe you didn't. Surely many were on both sides of that crevasse. And many more put their heads down, went home, and tucked their kids into bed. What do we think and say and do when we see people thinking, saying, and doing bad things around us? In the end, it's not about what we see or what we hear or what we know. 
It's about what we do. And not just about being on the right side of history. When the broken clock makes it easy to do what's right twice a day, that's the easy part. It's about confronting inertia head on, the inertia around you, your own inertia. It's about doing what's hard, doing what's right, confronting hate and divisiveness with a fury. That's how you set the time. That's how you write the course. This is the story of any town USA, any time USA, any one USA. Are you listening? The StoryCast is produced by myself. I tweet at Russell Silva. Discover more about the incredible original public domain music in this episode from Blue Dot Sessions, Barry Van, Oliver Barrett, and Circus Marcus in the show description. The StoryCast will return in November with another chapter of life that tells the story of us told through a common thread. So until next time, think, feel, and wonder a little bit more. The StoryCast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com stories. Over 180,000 titles to choose from, all on your mobile device. So support the show and enrich your mind at audibletrial.com stories.